The voice of Husker Nation is on the air. This is Hale Varsity Radio. Insight, opinion, expertise, along with the biggest names talking Nebraska sports. Join in with the show at 402-489-1240 or 1-800-825-5865. Now, here are your hosts, Chris Schmidt and Elijah Herbel. Welcome to it. Monday's here at Tail Varsity Radio. We're powered by your friends at Hurt Ad Sports. Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal. Hope you're doing well. Plenty to get into as it's a monster week as we gear up for Friday and the road show and watch party at the Hurt Ad Sports Bar and Grill. But plenty of time between now and then. Uh, some more Michigan thoughts. We'll take your comments and won't rehash too much. But uh, it's been a tough 48 hours for a lot of Nebraska fans. Not that Nebraska lost, but how they lost. Stop me if you've heard that one. But it was particularly ugly Saturday afternoon. Numbers to get in, 489 1240 800-825-5865. Can email and can watch the show and comment on the stream yard. We'll try to get as many as of your comments on. Uh, via StreamYard as well. You can find us on Twitter at HVarsity Radio for the Hale Varsity Radio Twitter feed and the Hale Varsity YouTube channel. Elijah, you got to be smiling a little bit. You had a win yesterday at the buzzer with your Broncos. We had a, well, we, we got to talk to the police on Saturday night at the Schmidt household. I'll tell you about that. Had some great brisket yesterday. And just still shaking the cobwebs a little bit from just all of what Saturday was with just how, well, how defining it was as far as a, a place at the table and where, where Nebraska's trying to, to get to. And it's, it's as simple as that. Uh, we say apples and oranges a lot. That's absolutely what it was on Saturday. But if, uh, if Michigan's an orange, uh, Nebraska's apple's a little bit of a sour one because, well, I don't think you were expecting a win. You were expecting them to play better, and that's the, the tone and tenor of of Matt Rule uh, today. We'll hear from Matt Rule this hour. Open phones again for you this hour at 489-1240. And, you know, time to reassess, and we'll have kind of the midseason report card here coming up as Nebraska gets into a bye week. But first things first, this is critical. And we've gone over and over time and time again about how how, um, detrimental a a home for the holidays season would be. And you're going to want some potential games back this season. Uh, You get to Minnesota for sure. You, You point and you'll circle that one for sure. Uh, we'll see if if you'll end up wanting Friday night back against the Illini. Two coaches, two desperate teams. And right now, if you're Nebraska, you got to look in the mirror. And, and Matt Rule's really trying to get them to look in the mirror and fire up. And I don't think, and I think he's right. His tone and, and body language today, to me, was was pretty much him saying, guys, I know you can perform better, step it up. 
That's what his message was today. That's what his message was after the game. And some guys got to do some soul searching. What do you want to do and who do you want to be and what do you want to be remembered for? You can't have guys disappear in these big games. And part of that is Michigan. Part of that's Nebraska. More of it was was Michigan from a physical talent and just what they are and where they are as a, as a program. But a lot of it, man, is Nebraska's mentality and psyche. It's It's not ability they're they're across the board the ability is not the same as Michigan I think we know football well enough to 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 call that out Elijah but you can't go play timid in Nebraska gosh it it, at some points really early in that ball game I mean the the players and the fans were on the same page where dude they didn't quit I'm just saying this thing's over and 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 you and you saw that you saw that after an interception, you saw that after a missed field goal, that was deeper into the ball game. But it just it, it just felt lackluster. And it was fear of failure. And, and that's what Nebraska's got to overcome. They can't be afraid to screw up or afraid to get beat. You just got to go give it your best and compete. Sorry to be Mr. Foley, the motivational speaker here. But that's really where they're at. And, and they got to carry it over to Friday night on a short week. And at least they got into pads last night. Yeah, they got into pads to try to, to get back into it. We'll get to the phone lines here in just a second. But it's a uh, it's just a case of, I think, that, that cold, hard reality for Husker fans of how far away you are from the big dogs in the Big Ten. It's a wide, wide gap right now. Not to rehash too much what we said on Saturday night, but just physically, athletically. I mean, Michigan was bigger faster and stronger than you and meaner. all 22 and meaner positions. they and were meaner. meaner they had a better mentality better mentality they were more physical than you they were stronger than you they were faster than you i mean nebraska was just outmatched in legitimately every single aspect of what it takes to go win football games on saturday and i i think that's a a cold reminder for husker fans just of how much they still need to grow now there's a whole bunch of opportunities in front of you and i think it should be noted that michigan is not the the measuring stick for your season. It's your measuring stick just in terms of how much further you still need to go in your rebuild, but it's not your measuring stick in terms of can you make it to a bowl game this season. And that's kind of what I've had to, to sit back and, and and realize as I rewatched parts of the game. I couldn't make it through an entire rewatch last night. I made, I, I made it through about the first on that. I, I said, you know what, I'm going to watch the Jets and Chiefs. Yeah, no, I made it through the first <laughs> quarter. I've seen what I need to see. It was just a team that got beat down physically, and you know what? It's... uh. It's still a long ways before Nebraska is going to be ready to compete with the likes of Michigan and Ohio State and Penn State. But can you go make a bowl game this year? You, I, I don't think that Saturday took away from my thought that Nebraska still has everything in front of them to play for this season and they can still go make a bowl game and they can still make at least a, a incremental progress with this 2023 season. Well, and, and I want to know as, as a Nebraska fan, and I want to hear from you, Lodge and I will be talking about it, whether they lose out, whether they win out, whether they split, whether they get bowling. We, we love talking Nebraska football and athletics. And when we talk about this rebuild, are you going to stay patient as a fan and still be checked into it? Is your interest already waning? Or are you just going to check out and, and wake me up when the house is done, so to speak? There's not a wrong answer. I'm going to tell you how to act or behave as a fan, but 
you're at the point right now, it just feels, Elijah, where there's some teetering going on. There's some impatience. And it's not really a rule thing, although some will say, damn, you're paying him a lot of money. You should get it flipped around quick. He's done this before, but it's not instant clap your hands and rub the, rub the genie bottle and get your three wishes, offensive and defensive line and quarterback. Um, <laughs> that, that takes some time. Uh, what you do have, though, is uh, another opportunity, and we'll see what this Nebraska football team uh, does to answer, does to respond. Who's on the phone? We have Todd on the phone line. Todd, thanks for calling in. Welcome into Hale Varsity. Bud, go ahead. Well, the part that gets me, I agree that it's, you can tell the talent difference when you watch the game, but we've been told for four or five years that these all of our recruiting classes have been ranked in the top 25, right? They, yeah, they have. Told every they, year? They've been on paper, and they're not always accurate because you still got to play, right? Correct. But then, Mike, you know, but where do they go then? I mean... You just got to be right with your evaluation and, and be right with who you bring into your program and then it takes time. I, you know what? You're seeing some guys that were part of recruiting classes like Fedoni and 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 and, and Bayer, okay? Both those guys. Fedoni's been a little more active, but Bayer stepped in just as an example or or even the Bullock's kids that were walk-ons. All those guys were brought in the last 3 or 4 years and for whatever reason they weren't weren't getting a shot or as much of an opportunity. They've showed something to this staff, and they've performed well. Now, your offensive line recruiting, that hurts to miss. And you've got some kids that have played a lot of football. They're either still developing or progressing, or they're at their ceiling, and you were just wrong at what their projection was going to be when it came to Big Ten football. And that does happen. Well, I, I'm going to have to learn to pay less attention to the recruiting. Well, it's all right, man, pay. because you can, you can be excited uh, about recruiting because it's hope and, and it is injecting talent into your future. Now, the, the problem is, is it's not, as Elijah and I say a lot, microwavable. In a lot of instances, it takes some time to cook, like you're doing brisket or ribs. Well, and, and the task that's ahead of Matt Rule right now is – is you're going to struggle to go toe-to-toe with the, the big dogs in recruiting, the Michigans, the Ohio States, the Georgias, the Bamas, those teams. You'll get a visit. You might get, you're not going to get a yes. I mean, you're, you're going to have to go toe-to-toe. And we've seen that already this class with guys like Brandon Baker and Dylan Riley. You're struggling to go toe-to-toe with those guys. Matt Rule's task over the next two years is finding the diamond in the rough type three-star players that the big schools overlook because they got to take some work, developing them until they play like a four-star or a five-star, get some wins on the field until you can go start competing for four-stars with the likes of, you know, the Wisconsins and the, the Penn States and the, the, the teams of that ilk. You can compete with them. You take those four-stars. You, Penn you, State's pretty damn good at getting four and five-stars. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But <laughs> you, you take those four-stars that you get, you get playing like five-stars is – Todd didn't want to listen to my no no you, no Todd okay. appreciate the phone call four eight nine twelve forty that's the task ahead of rule is take the three stars make them play like four stars until you can get some four stars sell them on the vision make those four stars play like five stars and then you can build it up and that's why we talk about the long term the five six year build for rule but you have to get some some results within the first three in order to be able to sell it to the guys that are four stars and five stars that hey there's a reason why you should seriously consider nebraska instead of just oh i'll, I'll take a visit and i'll appreciate the fans and i'll get some followers on twitter and then i'll go to texas or i'll go to ohio state or i'll go to georgia that's what it is right now well and, and let's just be honest baker's 
guarantee, I believe, is between one and two million dollars for three years over a three-year period to Texas. That's the what a birdie told me over the weekend. And it's a lot easier whenever you have that money offered to you. No, guess what? They have Quinn Ewers at Texas, and they just beat Bama, and they're in college football playoff conversation yeah, Tex- this year. Right? I mean, Sark was a was dead man walking two years ago. Even a year ago, is he going to survive? 489-1240. We'll get to see your comments, some of your comments here. Open phones for you this first hour. Cutter chimes in. I had a feeling that Nebraska would lose. However, I did not expect the team to come out and not put up any fight. They looked like they had lost before they even played a down. Tough for us fans. Uh, and yeah, Cutter, that's you just had that oh no feel and look and not everyone was racing around. We'll hear from Matt Rule. He addressed that. And, and guys got to perform when they have a moment. Guys got to play at the level they're capable of and and this a lot of these kids on this squad haven't had success in big games all they know is is getting blown out by a michigan now two years ago is different but overall there's been very very few instances for a lot of these kids to have tasted being in a ball game against a michigan or an ohio state in the fourth quarter and and they they've they've lost to a Georgia Southern. So it's a mentality that Elijah, I don't know that it's gonna be you've got to work your butt off with rule as rule and this staff with the this group of kids that you've welcomed with open arms to to get them to a certain point and then launch at the end of the year. You just pray from a development standpoint, if you're a Nebraska fan, you get from a bowling standpoint. Uh, that opportunity to keep developing and get to postseason. And listen, we can talk about winnable game or manageable schedule, and, and we can even talk about coin flips. I mean, they're, they're all the correct answer in this multiple choice. The teams that you thought you could air quote beat are getting better, Purdue and Northwestern. Uh, the team that you were really, really worried about seems vulnerable right now in Illinois. And Michigan's always been Michigan. Did you have enough juice to come out? Were you confident enough or were you frightened that, dude, these guys are so good. If I screw up, it's going to blow up the defense or it's going to screw up the offense. And I don't want to do that to my teammate. And it's it's going to be downhill. So I'm playing with fear. And instead of making me play better, it's making me play worse and about five steps slow. Mm. And, and it looked worse. We go to the phone lines now where Jerry's been hanging on. Jerry, thanks for your patience, bud. Go ahead. Jerry, do you have us? Jerry should have us now. Jerry, go for it, bud. Thanks. This whole thing didn't start yesterday or a year ago. This thing, whole thing started back when Osborne retired. I mean, Storch came in. He uh, he had Osborne's players, and we were killing it the first the first four years Storch was in. And when Storch had his own players that took a nosedive. Then we went through Callahan, and we went through Riley, then we went through Bo, and none of these players are getting developed. They're just not getting developed, and Frost did not develop players. So Rule's got a heck of a challenge. He's got to take these kids, and he's got to develop them. And if people have to be patient. I moved here in 1972 with my family. I was from Texas originally, and um, I am a diehard Husker fan. I know this 
thing can get turned around. It's just got to be patient with that rule. Don't and don't disagree at all. Letter. Don't disagree at all, Jerry. But it's but you just laid out the history. You just laid out the timeline. It's a different man in the headset, but the same issue. And that's asking for patience because <laughs> you're waiting for it to pop. But I, I I think you're right on. Just give him some time to get it turned around. I'll tell you what, Shmi, it's turning into a therapy Monday. A little bit, and uh, my couch is clean in here if you need to lay down. Uh, more thoughts. Hail Varsity continues 489-1240. And now. And now, back to Hail Varsity Radio. Open phones, you want to chime in, and uh, we'll talk the topic of patience because that's what this year is going to be and beyond are you uh, ready for it and some of you have chimed in on the stream we'll get to your phone calls again can say hey 489-1240 489-1240 or 800-825-5865 Dion chimes in man I've been patient for 20 years Dion I hear you absolutely hear you because it's been an ongoing thing but it's a new situation under rule and that is the Yin and yang of this. Saturday did not need to go that way. And rules right about the fact this should stick with and bother. But it comes down to guys that you go recruit, Elijah, that you want to have on your squad playing at a level where they can compete and not get owned by Michigan. For, for multiple plays in a game. Jonathan's been patient. Jonathan, thanks for calling. Welcome into Hale Varsity, bud. Go ahead. Hey, so, uh, yeah, thanks for taking my call. But, uh, yeah, I know a lot of people are upset about the loss. I mean, I am too. I love my Huskers. But I also try to be real realistic. I'm not saying I'm smarter than anybody or know statistics better. But let's be honest. Michigan is number two. Like, did we really think it was going to be close I mean, not not in uh, this room, you know. Yeah, and like I was at a Husker party, and you know, half of us were pretty pissed, and the other half were kind of like just legitimately asking, "How could this happen?" Like, I think they were acting so surprised, and they're like, "Did you really think this was going to happen?" I'm just like, "Yeah, I really did," and you know, I'm not mad about it. I mean, I definitely want the best for my team, but uh, I think uh, you know, there's a lot of fan bases out there, uh, not just Nebraska, that. Uh, can be a little unrealistic in the moment. We all want the same thing long term, obviously. But I, I think, uh, and I think having hope is great, uh, you know, for your team and really believing they can win. But you know, it, it's it's like a fine line. You know what I'm saying? That's all oh, I have to say. Thanks. No, Jonathan, thanks for the phone call. That's just it. And listen, there's been some Husker infighting last week leading up to this because, well, you're you're not you're not a fan. You're not you're not supporting the boy. I mean, listen. You can you can support the guys. You you showed up, and those same folks that showed up to support the guys, you were melting in the stands, and you got the hell out of Dodge at half because you knew it was over. And, and there's some real real Nebraska fans are beautifully smart with football and a lot of things, and you know what you see, and you know what you felt, and there's the heart versus the head. You could you could this game could have been. 38 to 10 it's still a butt kick and it's still them covering the number but the way they went about it where it was second and five and second and four all day long and they did it by running it down your throat and that's the part 
coming into this that, that maybe probably surprised some Nebraska fans because it was Nebraska's Vaughn defense. Defense didn't play like they needed to play, and they weren't going to get much help from the offense anyway because of the turnovers and missed opportunities. That's just where they're at as a football team right now, complimentary-wise. But the defense, they got pushed around. And I know Rule wouldn't go there, but they got pushed around by a good football team that's going to push about everybody else around too. And and the the thing was that I think stuck in a lot of Husker fans' cross is just how life It looked easy. It looked like the Husker team was not showing fight. And I don't think that was the case. I think you had guys playing hard out there. I just think Michigan was playing harder, and I think they had better athletes. And I, I think that's why we've talked about that on, on Friday in terms of one of the big questions of, of Nebraska remaining competitive is can they go match Michigan's physicality? They're your benchmark for physicality in the Big Ten right now. Michigan hasn't been out physical much, if at all, over the past three seasons. If you could match their physicality, you'd at least be able to keep it competitive headed to the second half. And Nebraska, from the first drive of the game, was outmatched physically, and it made it feel like a Husker team that did not fight in that game. And I don't think the Husker team didn't fight. I just don't think that they showed the kind of physicality that Matt Rule's been trying to preach and trying to instill since he got here 10 months ago. It needed to be better at home. And and the the juice in the stadium's been waning as well. Part of it too is because of your frustration with the offense. Uh, Brennan chimes in from the Black Hills. I think it's a testament to the culture that's been lingering in those walls going on five plus years. This is a hard thing for a coach to change. These kids only know losing. How do you turn that? You turn that through winning, but you gotta start somewhere. Now we'll get to Montana Husker coming up here in the stream. Also, some comments from Tim and uh, also Walter. So stay there. Uh, we'll get your comments read. 489-1240 on a bit of a therapy Monday with Nebraska-Michigan. And this isn't just about 45-7. to 7. This just isn't about empty seat day at Memorial Stadium in the second half. This opens a can of bigger picture talk for year one Mm -hmm. with Illinois, its importance by week, and then the next four games because you got to go three and one at minimum in those. Who's with us on the line? Go back to the phone lines where Deuce is hanging on. Deuce, what do you know? Hello, Schmitty. Hey, man. Deuce, good to spend time. Did you go go or did you just stay in tailgate? Uh, I stayed. And I suffered through the whole thing. But really? I look back and I, and I say to myself, we have all these people that have been here since Solich, but have we ever, had, have we ever hired anybody who was, has any history of developing players? You just we did. We hired the latest, greatest, whatever was on, on the carpet and everybody wanted to buy. But now we've got a guy who we say knows how to develop, and his record says he knows how to develop people, but we don't want to give him time to develop people. That's not going to work. If you really are serious about development, then you're going to have to give the man at least two years, probably three, to find out whether he can truly develop or not develop. you got to be back to the patience topic. And, and I think he knows how to do it. I mean, you've already seen some development with guys you Correct. didn't know if they were going to play, and that was right. the defensive side. 
Uh, you'll see where it comes maybe later in the year with some of these young wide receivers. I think he'll eventually get on the field, and you might see Harburg finish the year strong because he's, he's gotten better. I know Saturday was tough, but I, I liked how he threw the football Saturday. And that's a, they kind of let him let him let it rip, and, and I thought he had some some good tosses. So yeah, the, we don't the, even know we don't even know if he's got the quarterback that he needs on campus yet because exactly. we haven't been here long enough, and we've only got we've only had a chance to look at really two quarterbacks. The the bottom line though is is that you have to understand that Nebraska has been competitive with where the talent was fairly equal right now there was no way that you can compare the talent of those two teams and say well that just proves that we're not we're not there well of course we're not there everybody in the world knew we weren't there so you got to be honest with yourself sometimes and look in the mirror and say we're not there yet well the other part of it too is nebraska fans have had coaching changes but this is the first true like truly branded rebuild i mean that's that's you, you brought in a builder versus to your point the next hot thing or convenient thing and nebraska fans haven't been through a rebuild i mean it's been what, i'm not, de- I'm not de- sure nebraska fans understood what how big a rebuild this was going to be and the truth is a lot of people walked out the door so you're you're not there you don't have you don't have the offensive line you certainly don't have the people on the off, offensive side of the ball that can help your defense by keeping the ball in their hands for a while. And still, if you look at it Saturday, Nebraska had two golden opportunities to score touchdowns that they didn't cash in on either one of them because they they shot themselves in the foot inside the red field, inside the red zone. So, you know that could easily have that could just as easily have been forty five to seventeen or forty five. Would you felt better about it? I don't know. Well, so. not committing a penalty. Deuce, thank you for the phone call, bud. Appreciate hearing from you. Yeah, the the, the thing that, that also drives you nuts is it's some of the same folks committing the same penalties. On You're lucky enough to get a third and two against that defense. <laughs> and then it's third and seven. And you're like, oh, no. And then you call a pass play, and, and the, the, the route does not go to the, the sticks. And, and you saw guys not trying to just get what they could get. They're trying to make a move in a couple instances where you were right at the sticks. And if you go forward, maybe you get it. And then we get back to the fourth and one out of the shotgun. That, that, that play call or execution isn't up there with the onside kick, but people have complained about it about as much. Hmm. What are you doing in the shotgun, Elijah, on fourth and a half yard? And uh, Rule was right. Nobody got knocked down. Their short yardage defense is incredible. You didn't try it again in the second half. Why? Because you got stoned the first time. So what happened? You kick it. Oh, wait. Field goal was missed. Mm. Talk about Murphy's Law. Who's with us? Tex is on the line. Tex, thanks for hanging on. Go for it. Hey, thanks a lot, guys. Um, Earlier last week, off of uh, Husker Max, there was an article on Michigan's strength coach, Ben Herbert, who was a uh, former Wisconsin alum in the uh, early to mid-90s. And there's a reason Harbaugh is paying him over a million dollars a year. Uh, You can Google him or or read the article. That guy, from what I've read, seems is probably head and shoulders above everybody else in the country as far as leading a strength and conditioning staff. I mean, the, the guy's got two levels for his players, the the ones that 
go above and beyond are in the, are in the green air, the green color, and the the ones that are subpar are in the red, mm-hmm. mainly for uh, in in reference to their uh, color, their school's rivals. But uh, <laughs> but what this guy what this guy does, I after reading it, it it seems to me that we might be able to close the gap on on teams like Michigan, but I don't know if we'll ever be able to uh, beat them. Maybe maybe once every ten or ten or so tries, but nothing to consider beating them on a regular basis. Well, they're they're uh, right up there in that top three of the Big Ten, and the Big Ten's going to grow here. Tex, thanks for the phone call. And, and, I have no I have no complaint about Nebraska's strength and conditioning. Well, yes, uh, yeah, you have to. I mean, Herbert was brought into Michigan in 2018, and how long was it before Michigan things started to pop for them physically with all the three, freaks they have? You're going. This is your three now. I think it says a lot that your strength coach was the one leading Nebraska out of the tunnel against Louisiana Tech. I think it speaks a lot to how much Matt Rule trusts him, but that's one of the problems about a rebuild in college football is sometimes it does take two to three years before you know if a hire was the right one or not. Well, and, and the other part of it, too, is you got to keep kids in the program to develop. Mm-hmm. And, and that's been an issue for Nebraska for a while. We'll get to more of your comments. Still 20 minutes for you to chime in. In this first hour with Hale Varsity, 489-1240, 489-1240. Uh, is uh, what you can dial 800-825-5865 is uh, the toll-free number wherever you hear us across the state. Email chris at hailvarsity.com. We'll try to get to all your phone calls, all of your thoughts in the stream as well. Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal, as our one continues. And now. And now, back to Hail Varsity Radio. Thanks for spending time. It's Hale Varsity Radio. Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal. We're powered by Herdat Sports, 489-1240. Coach McBride, what did he see from the defense? What is he seeing with this football team? Uncle Charlie in 20 minutes, a black shirt Monday with Jay Moore as well. Brian chimes in. We need to be we need more beef on the Lions. We only have four defensive linemen on the roster over 275. Uh, where do they go? The Two starting D tackles for Oregon last year were Nebraska transfers, and that comes into retention, Brian. Good point. Uh, the old Casey Rogers running the fake punt on Prime a couple weeks ago, and you know, that short yard burst for about 60 yards. Uh, let's go to the phones. As with us is Mark. Mark, thanks for hanging on. Go ahead. Yeah, hi. I was just getting compared to when Harbaugh went through Michigan years uh, Mark, I think we lost you, bud. Uh, you, you dropped out. Start, st- I said you dropped out, Mark. Start over for me, bud. Okay, is this hitting better? It is good now, yeah. Just stay right where you're at. <laughs> okay. okay, yeah, I was just curious, how many years has it taken Harbaugh come up with the uh, uh, team he's got now. It wasn't that many years ago that he was on the hot seat and, and they were wanting to move on and get somebody else. So I think we got to give at least a couple of years mm-hmm. uh, for uh, Rule to give it a shot. I think you're right. And, you know, you go back to year six, that's when things got a little hairy for Jimbo because he couldn't get by Ohio State. They were 10-win teams. His first two or three years there, he inherited some good kids, but he kind of went after the flash in recruiting in year three and year four. Those kids didn't even play in some of the bowl games 
that Michigan made. They they opted out, and and then he reassessed, and he also got McCarthy. He landed his quarterback along with a great offensive and defensive line. He went after the Aiden Hutchinsons of the world, a three-star kid that uh, is you know a top five pick in the NFL and and killing it. So he he did a better job of evaluating. They're always going to kind of go get who they want, but is it who they take? Are those the kids that can stay in the program and be difference makers? And he's done a good job of that. And one of the things with that that patience aspect is just the fact that Husker fans are sick and tired of being patient. It's it's hard that, you know what, you were in year two or three of the last guy, and you said, well, we're going to continue being patient with him, and, and eventually he'll get it right. You don't want to be wrong again, because if you're going to be wrong again, how far behind the eight ball are you going to be in college football with the expansion of the playoff and the expansion of the Big Ten? That's what They will ask you to leave. And, and the patience aspect <laughs> will become easier if Husker fans get that proof of concept game against a good team where you can say, you know what, what Matt Rule's building here can work. We do see the development. We do see the physical nature of this football team. You thought maybe you could get that chance against Michigan. It's not that game. You just hope to see it in year one. Well, you got to see it in Friday. Mark, thanks for your time, bud. Thanks for the phone call. You, This is a different conversation. This isn't different phone bank of calls if it's 42 to 28. All right? That, that's, that's what it is. Because while you hate the moral victory take, if it's 42 to 28, you're – you're liking the progress. It's game five. Hey, they they hung with a team that can win and can win a national championship. It's uh, it's doable, right? Now you still have some doubt. That's all right because the guys that are supposed to be standing up in these big games didn't. You're not going to be perfect every play, but you uh, you got owned a lot, Tim. Amazed that we shoot ourselves in the foot multiple times again. Undoubtedly still on board with rule for three years minimum. That's kind of the tone here. It's a vocal minority on social media or some emails or some phone calls, Elijah, about, well, you know, that rule was going to get this thing flipped. And, and he still, I think, will. I'm optimistic because of his track record, and I've seen some improvement this year. His guys just were... Gun shy, quite honestly. Gun shy, and that that is eating at him. Who's with us? Doug is on the line. Okay, Doug, thanks for calling, Doug. Go, go for it. Thanks for calling. You bet. Great show as usual. In recent memory, like if Nebraska runs on right side and they get a first down 10 or 12 yards, have you ever, you ever recall them running the same play again? Or do they fall into the deal where they throw an incomplete pass keep screwing around and three and out why don't they run the same play till they stop it well that's that's a good question easier said than done and i think they tried to go back maybe in some of the previous games with that toss power they ran it a couple consecutive times but against the power five they have not run the same play twice and the same thing on on defense well let me let me turn this back to you doug and ask the question have you seen enough from this offense to think there's confidence that they can run the same play twice and have it work twice? Because from what I've seen from the outside, and the coaching staff probably has a better idea than I do, but from the outside looking in, I don't think there's enough confidence in the offensive line or in the running backs, the quarterback, that you can run the same play twice, the defense can know it's coming, and it's going to work again. I haven't seen that confidence well, yet. I don't know. They got the, the back, maybe got 8 or 10 yards or 15 or 20, and they're all pumped up. Let them do it again. I mean, it's better than what they do. They, they'll run it the other way get stuffed, and then they'll throw a couple incomplete passes. They're three and out. Same thing with the defense. If, if they run three people, rush three people, 
and the quarterback's got all day to throw it, you just keep running three in there. Don't ever send five or six because, <laughs> I mean, what the hell? Who's calling the plays? I, I think you'll see more more multiple man pressure moving forward. That's just a guess because you've had two weeks in a row now where you've tried to bring just four after the quarterback and your pass rush has been not good, not what it needs to be. Yeah, so good. you're going to have to live and die by, by that extra pressure, that five or six man blitz like you saw in Colorado and like you saw against right. Minnesota. Doug, appreciate you chiming. Go ahead. Go ahead. Do you have yeah. a final thought? Well, no, but when it was in Colorado – and when they they sent the man in motion all the time, and then when the snap hit the guy, they <laughs> yeah. never did that again. They never used the motion guy again, and the offense went to crap. Yeah, it was so, it was a little tough, and and the the crowd noise played a factor, and it shouldn't happen at that level, but it did. Doug, thank you for, yeah, when you're for, for down chiming 28 in. Twenty eight to nothing. Don't don't rush six guys. Just keep running three or four in there. See how that works for you. <laughs> it turns into thirty-five. I get it. <laughs> Take care, Doug. <laughs> Who's with us? Pete. 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 We got to get you in. Pete. Thanks for calling. How you doing? We're all right, man. We're, Michigan's not on the schedule again. <laughs> well, first of all, you know, this is Matt Rule's first uh, go around with the Big Ten. He, he's got to get to learn the teams learn the physicality of other teams, and then he can adjust. But I will say this, it's critical that you get some of the best position coaches and coordinators because it ain't the head coach. It's the position coaches that really make your team and the coordinators. And he'll have some tough decisions after this year to find out, you know, he'll have to decide if he's got the right ones. Sometimes hiring friends and family, so to speak, is not the best move. I do say we get enough four-star talent, but do we get the right four-star? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Ohio State can take a four-star talent and they become a, a NFL player. We can take a four-star talent and he never seems to progress. So well, I, I think, getting the right three- and four-star kids is very important, too. Mm-hmm. I, I think the it's difference is, is that Ohio State can have a four-star kid fizzle out and hit the transfer portals, and it doesn't hurt them the same way it hurts Nebraska. Yeah, because you're limited. Pete, thank you for the call. But Pete, great take on the position coaches. Yeah, that's 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 something that is uh, being talked about. We'll wind down hour one. Coach McBride's on the way with Hale Varsity. And now, and now back to Hale Varsity Radio. Back with you, winding down hour one. It's Hale Varsity Radio. We're pr- powered by Herdat Sports. Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal. Reminder to buckle up. Hands on the wheel. Eyes and minds straight ahead. The driver has one job. That's to drive a message from the Nebraska Department of Highway Safety Office. We'll get to more of your comments here in a little bit. And uh, we'll get to the stream comments, the phones as well. Matt Rule today on what he really thought. Kind of how I really feel. I'm trying to get the players to stop thinking about all of this other stuff, like play. Like, so you, okay, we put, went out and played Minnesota. We played good football against Minnesota. We were flying around on defense. We were hitting people. We looked the way it's supposed to look. And then some things went wrong, right? We got a bad call at the end of the half. We scored a touchdown. It doesn't go our way. Okay, great, whatever. We come back, we battle. We fumble the ball at the end of the game. We throw a pick. We lose the game. We go to Colorado. We're playing. We're playing pretty well, right? We have three turnovers. I want to talk about the turnovers. I keep saying to the guys, like, it was 13-7 with six minutes left in the third quarter. We lost 36-13. Like, we kind of accepted the fact that we were going to lose. And so 
to me, Bill Walsh said it, you know, champions behave like champions before they're champions. They have a winning standard. So I want a winning mindset. And, um, you know, we played in Northern Illinois. We played La Tech. You know, we're a defensive football team. The defense has to learn that we're a defensive football team. They've got to play great defense while the offense throws, you know, kind of plays body blows. We don't leave the offense out there in four wides, dropping back and throwing it 50 times a game. We, we did that the last couple of years, right? And everyone said, hey, it doesn't, doesn't work here. So why would the defense want us to still keep doing that? More from Rule. I cut this comment up about what he really thought. We've got to get to the point where we go out and play, and it doesn't matter if I'm getting double teamed as a D lineman. It doesn't matter what the call is. It doesn't matter if we're down 14 nothing. We got to play, and um, that's the winning mindset. And whereas the guys have to again, kind of probably not listen to everything that's out there. What you should be doing? There's no you should be doing. At least in this building, it's like go play. It's a football game. So, Steve, I expect our, our we have some really good players. They're going to play in the National Football League. They they need to show up. Like they need to show up. Like the, the good players from Michigan, I I, know, I can tell you who they were because I watched them on the field. Okay, our really good players need to show up. And that's not me calling anybody out. That's me giving them confidence that I believe they can do it. There's a big difference, right? I'm not calling anybody out by name. We have guys that I believe on our team can absolutely wreck a game, and I want to see them wreck the game. And this whole, I'm just overthinking a little bit, coach, and I'm worried about this, and I don't want to make a mistake. Okay, enough. You know, the, the first play, I get all these texts, man, what a great catch, caught on his helmet. We'll cover three in the middle of the middle safety players at five yards. Just missed assignment. Second play, touchdown, missed assignment. Third play, missed assignment. All the touchdowns missed assignments. So we're better than we played, right? So you, you can tell I want to get that off my chest to the guys. I love our guys. And I, all I want our guys to do is play football with confidence. I don't want them playing football afraid to lose. Play football with confidence. And so that's my job. I haven't gotten it done yet. So I'm anxious to play on Friday. Matt Rule just absolutely nailed it. All aspects there. David chimes in about your post game. Big thanks to our friends at the bar for having us for pre and post game with some of your analysis. And and I like this painting that uh, David also says it was so hot on Saturday. People's butts uh, were hotter than John Candy and Steve Martin in that burned out car and planes, trains <laughs> and automobiles. <laughs> Pretty good. Uh, Dion is frustrated. I hear you, Dion. Chris, we looked like Kansas of the 80s. Clearly not Danny Manning's Kansas. Wrong sport. And uh, we're not going to stay quiet while we're waiting. Uh, so Dion's not all about the rebuild, the, the timeline. Get to some of your calls. Coach McBride kicks off hour two. The voice of Husker Nation is on the air. This is Hale Varsity Radio. Insight, opinion, expertise, along with the biggest names talking Nebraska sports. Join in with the show at 402-489-1240 or 1-800-825-5865. Now, here are your hosts, Chris Schmidt and Elijah Herbal. Back with you, Tower 2. It's Hale Varsity Radio. Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal. We're powered by Herdat Sports. We're back up for a watch party and a road show at uh, the Hale Varsity Sports Bar and Grill in La Vista. Four to six and then uh, ready for kickoff and then Real Red Reaction follows. So uh, be at the uh, Herdat Sports Bar and Grill on Friday. We'll get to more of your comments. We'll effort Coach McBride, see if we can run down Uncle Charlie. Get his take on Saturday 
and beyond. 489-1240. 489-1240. You want to chime in? We'll um, see if we can't run coach down. Jay Moore, part of the Black Shirt Hour, going to be with us as well. So, Anonymous, back at it, chimes in when the other team is just a hell of a lot better than you. As I'll post it here. You can just line up and they can kick your ass. There's not much you can do. That said, the 3-3-5 is not the ideal defense to go up against Michigan. Uh, it worked all right for TCU, but that was a lot of help from Michigan. But uh, Anonymous, thanks for your input with it. And uh, Irma chimes in, uh, boys versus men. Uh, that's what Saturday looked like to Irma. And uh, Walter chimes in. Walter is saying, look, Rule and Satterfield choosing Sims to be their quarterback was a big mistake. There's been some commentary on that. But I think the, 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 the takeaway for me on Saturday had nothing to do with the quarterback. One quarterback. No, nope. Nope. no. It was, it was offensive line. It was running game. Front seven. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot to it. Do we have Do we have him with yeah, us? We do. Mr. Blackshirt himself. Mr. Blackshirt, Charlie McBride is with us. He is in Michigan. Have the Wolverine folks left you alone, Coach. Thanks for the time today. <laughs> I, I, I tell you what, it's um, the middle of the week, right? I mean, to that, everybody went home. So it's Monday through Thursday is the middle of the week for us. Mm-hmm. And so everybody's home. And so I don't hear anything. I don't hear any noise at all. And uh, I I got um, a couple people drove by the house and waved and smiled. I don't know what that meant. <laughs> That's about it. Well, this this may make your day. We we have a. I sent it to you, and I'm not sure if you saw it or not, but we have a listener that is super excited about you and and loves listening to you on the radio and they they had a little girl and give me the twitter handle elijah is it frozen corn yes that is her frozen corn she's awesome she she loves listening to, to mondays with charlie been listening for years years and you've been got kind enough to be on with this for years and they named their little their little girl charlie after you no <laughs> Well, God bless them. I, I'll tell you that—that's a—that's uh, a—that's the nicest thing that's ever happened to me. Well, <laughs> check, check you your coach, and you can win a couple of games. That lasts one day. <laughs> Charlie lasts forever. Oh, it's, it's, it's really good. Well, check your phone out. We sent you a picture because it's got the little girl Charlie curled up, and then it's got you throwing the bones. It's got a picture of you throwing the bones. So I think. I, I think my wife saw it. Yeah, so that's <laughs> we'll start off uh, kind of a reaction Monday with that bit of positive news, and and people are leaving you alone in Michigan. But to Saturday, let's go there for a minute. What what are you seeing with this defense? They just don't look the same, Coach. And I know Michigan's really good, but they just don't look like they're flying around the last couple weeks. Am I noticing? Am I off, or are, are you noticing something? Well, you know, one thing you have to understand, I don't care what your secondary is, there's there's themes in it and there's holes in it and there's 
there's uh, you know if if you if you're a, a a good quarterback and can read some things that you've been told, I mean they have a plan. Mm-hmm. They're looking at something, and um, but it's you know we had, I I had a laugh. We had a we had a play in college, and it was so simple. It was all hook. That's what it was called. So we all we did went down the field, all of us, and turned all the eligible receivers that were going out. Turned and looked, and then slid one way or the other, according to where the hole were. The backers, if the backers coming to you, you slide away from them, so on and so forth. And it's 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 like nothing. Mm-hmm. And if you have a guy with a good arm and a guy that you know can see things well, it's going to be complete. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and and it's so there's a lot of things that have to happen, and one is pressure. Mm-hmm. One is, you know, they talk about a sack. Well, I, I, I used to talk about sacks a little bit, but I'd rather have pressure in some ways and, and try to disrupt his arm, you know, his throwing motion or anything. Uh, as you saw in the film, when I looked at the quarterback, I can tell you right now that he's a three-quarter arm thrower. He's a baseball, got a baseball arm. He doesn't come over the top with it, and so by the time it depends on his stride. Now, if he has a big stride, you know how tall he's going to be when he throws the ball. He's going to be about five eleven to six feet. Mm. Okay, and the first throw he has, he throws right and hits one of our linemen right in the back of the head. So, you know, you've got to stand up, and you know, I mean, there's things about fundamentally about throwing the football that can everybody can say well you know that uh, we had a ball knocked down well actually that 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 can happen but just through footwork and through you know throwing the ball correctly you know takes some time and i'm sure they're probably working on stuff like that and when you have a freshman and you don't do it overnight yeah, you know it's a it's an all summer deal. It's a deal where you have to, you know, really zero in and uh, and things like that. And if if you listen to the the Mannings talk about how many camps and thing or things that they went to and people that they you know lived with in the summertime, you know, it wasn't like I went over to his house and threw for a day. It was went over to his house and threw for two months, <laughs> you know, and. Uh, so there was there's a lot of things that, that involved in being a good quarterback, for example, and and in the secondary again, if you if you if you can relax, I see sometimes I get a feeling that he just is kind of trying to. Well, you always say do too much. I don't know about that, but just kind of you know want to do things so bad. Mm-hmm. That sometimes you know you get you get you get yourself turned around the other way, and you know you just aren't as good as you could be. And um, that that's that's the thing with young people. I I see it with linemen. You know, somebody said to me the other day, you know, how long does it take you to develop a lineman? Well, I have had kids who they can you tell them once and they can do it. I've had kids that tell tell them you know, what to do and how to do it and go over it and practice over and over. But in a game, 
it, it, it's a year, maybe a year and a half away, and all of a sudden the light goes on. And that's, those are the things that you don't, you know, as a, as a fan, how many freshmen do you see out there? Very few. You know, but, I mean, you know, when you look at the defensive line, there's kids out there playing mm-hmm. that, that I can I see that aren't playing in the defensive line that are really young. And if you're a good football coach, and I've been around enough of them so I know what, you know, know what one is, you know, you've got to be a person that develops players. You've got to be a good teacher. And, and you've got to teach them as much as you can. And like in the past, Rush, I, I taught them everything I knew. Mm-hmm. And they all looked at me like, we're going to do all those, Coach? No, we're not. <laughs> Which ones do you like? What do you feel comfortable with? What You want to have one thing and a counter to start out with. Practice that thing all the time. If you, if you believe in a rip or a swim or a counter move or a spin or a whatever, there's a hundred things. Then you start once once you get that. Then you start finding out at what angle you do the best at, at you know where your hand placement is, and oh, there's so many things you know. And you've got to keep your eyes on everybody and find out you know and look at film and do do things that try to improve yourself. We did a lot of what they call mental visualization. Mm. That's, that's kind of old school stuff, but having kids just uh, visualize themselves doing something in the first person. And I mean, visualizing their color, their jerseys, their, everything. And we worked with the offensive line and worked when we got tired in preseason, we were going two a days. We got if if we knew the kids were you know really folding up, Milton and I'd get together, and we would tell the offensive linemen what we're doing and how we're doing it and why we're doing it, and so that they would know what the defensive linemen are thinking, and and you know it makes them you know a better player and you know when they feel something if they get over you know extended. Mm-hmm. They're going to get a counter thrown on if their if their shoulders get perpendicular to the line of scrimmage. You're going to get a counter. I mean, if you get too deep, you're going to get a counter for sure. Charlie McBride's with us. You know, and there's so many little things, and that's why I think you know that I see stuff in games now, and mm-hmm. you know, it kind of hurts a little bit. I don't know any of the coaches. I don't know one person there. I don't know one person in the office anymore. Uh, they everybody has been their duties, and uh, including my old secretary, and and so I, you know, I don't, I just don't, uh, you know, feel free to to talk to people about anything. Sure, you know, what, uh, what did so- you take away though? From the game, and let's talk real quick, Coach, about, about Illinois. I mean, big, big ball game for Nebraska. The coach's press conference today pretty much was just, guys, you're good enough to be on Sundays. Go play like Sunday players and let it rip. I mean, that was his message. Let it rip. Don't be, don't be so timid. They played scared. Yeah, well, they were, believe it or not, I, I hate to use the word, but Michigan, they were intimidated by Michigan. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, they're, they're, you know, you hear, you see things that happen in the game. They're playing hard, but they're, there's just something there that isn't there. You know, and a couple of the games you saw, you saw them flying around. I mean, I mean, going like a, you know, and that's the way you have to forget it. Go play. Go have some fun. Don't make it a, a the game is never going to, you're never going to have any fun in your life. If, what are you going to do is live in a box or something and <laughs> go play and play as hard as you can and have some fun. And, mm-hmm. and that you've got, you've got to kind of turn it loose and relax. I mean, <laughs> just you know, you try to do everything for everybody else. Just do it for yourself and through the people that, you know, the people that love you are the ones you're playing for anyway, because they're never going to let you down. Mm-hmm. Charlie, there's a they're they're, they're going to tell you you did good even though you did bad. I mean, it's those are the people you play for. You play for your little sister, brother. You know, I don't know about the dog, but you play for the parents, grandparents, everybody that you know is at home. You you think that they're not nervous before a game? Mm-hmm. How do you feel before a baseball game when your son's playing? We're uh, a little nervous, don't you? We need need a little Jack Daniels. You think you think of mothers and fathers sitting in the stands, and you, you know, they're worried about you. They're worried about you making mistakes. They're worried about you getting hurt. They're worried about so many things that maybe you don't even realize as a player. You know that that those people really care for you, and no matter what you do, they're behind you. uh... that's That's the fun about playing the game is, you know, a lot of people say, I, I play for my mom or I play for my grandma or, you know, and I used to challenge the kids to pick somebody out in their family. And then if we win, call them up and tell them what you did. Coach, you know, I played that game for you. Coach, I got a minute here. How do you feel about Friday? Good. Good. Okay. Yeah. I think, I think they'll learn. They learned the lesson. I think a little bit that, you know, they, they they're good. They're good. I mean, they're, they they didn't play like they were good, but they're they're a good football team when they when they play together and when they really get it, you know, get going. And that's on both sides of the ball. Mm-hmm. You know, the offensive lineman got to go out there with the idea. I'm going to show this guy who's boss right now. I'm not going to wait till the second half or do any of this stuff. I'm going out the whole time, and I'm going to see if I'm tough. If I'm tough, I can make every play. I can focus on every play. I can do, you know, do things that are, you know, that people that I've never done before. I'm going to play harder than I've ever played before. And I challenge those kids. I said, if you play, how many guys have played as hard as they can? They, I, like kids will raise their hand. I say, no, you haven't. <laughs> Got to get I mean, there. No, you haven't. You don't know what playing hard is yet. Coach, we'll uh, we'll check in on Monday and see how it went. Thank you so much for the time today. We'll win. All right. Oh, sure. We're gonna we're gonna smoke them. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Take care, Coach. Okay. Bye. All State two year starter and rush in for the big run and NFL vet. Is Dudeness or uh, Duder or? Uh... El Dutorino, if you're not into the whole brevity thing. 
It's Blackshirt Jay Moore with Hale Varsity Radio. Back into it, it's Hale Varsity Radio. Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal, powered by Herdad Sports. Blackshirt Husker NFLer, co-host Big Red Wrap-Up Jay Moore, part of our Blackshirt Hour. Jaybird, 45-7. to 7. Did you go? Did you leave? Did you pop a Coors Light? Tell me about your Saturday. Um, I went down and uh, saw some good friends who were in town for the tailgate, uh, at a tailgate, so I hung out with them for a little bit. Uh, did not go into the game. Um, we did watch the first quarter in a local establishment. <laughs> I can't even say the first quarter because as soon as it was 14 nothing, I left. I'm like, let's go home. This is over. No, and- at 14 nothing, that ball game was over, and that's just a sad – I mean, it's just that's just reality. This team can't come back from being fourteen down fourteen nothing in the middle of the you know first quarter to as good as the team as Michigan. So they went home. So watched the rest of the game at home, and in, in, I can't say I enjoyed it, but it was in my friendly confines of my couch and some cold beverages and air conditioning. Do you have a um, coping pillow, or I mean, how does Jay Moore the <laughs> black shirt uh, deal? Do you have a a, a- brick that is actually foam or do you get emotional anymore you know i don't i did find my i got i was so pissed off i can't I just handle it you guys it's when it happened it happened earlier in the game the first quarter where you're finally get a drive going you have third manageable third and two guess what penalty and it happened again in the second half you kind of get it going a little bit is it second half or even the second quarter i can't remember it's we get it going, and we're going towards the south end zone. It's third and two. I think Anthony Grant has a false start penalty, third and seven. Don't get it. Miss the field goal. Like it's third quarter. That that stuff just drives me up the wall. It should. It, and I know it does with every, everybody because that doesn't take talent. Staying, doing the right thing, staying on size, not false starting, that does not take talent. That takes a little bit of mental toughness and just – being a smart football player and a good football player. And when you play in these key games like this against, honestly, probably, let's be honest, Michigan will be in the college football playoff this year unless it has it can't be Penn State or Ohio State, which I think they, they will this year because I've, I've seen a good amount of college football. I think Michigan is, you know, if not is one of the best teams in, in the nation, if not the best. Uh, and it's just you can't do that, those, those type of penalties. It happened twice, and it's happened – within this program for far too long, just as you get some momentum going, you just go full, you know, eight mile and shoot yourself in the foot, right? Like it just, it's just, you can't happen. It just cannot happen. And I, that's, I about ripped my hat. I had my hat, on my, that was wearing my head, on my head in two. Cause it just drives me nuts. It just can't, you just can't have those penalties and you can't have that lackadaisicalness and those things that just plague this program for, you know, what, six, seven years now. It's upperclassmen guys that are doing it, guys that have played a, a ton of football. Well, and you compare it to Michigan. Michigan on the day, zero penalties, zero turnovers. I can't remember how many negative rushes that they had in the game overall. It, was, it, was, it wasn't the sexiest like team of college football maybe. ever, but, man, was it just solid college football from a well-coached program. And that's kind of what I want to get Jay's take on. Like, Michigan didn't beat Nebraska. They didn't put up 45 points with very many big plays at all. It was just a lot of four and five yard rushes that Nebraska had no business trying to stop. Like they they handed off in the middle. There's not much room. Nebraska's defense plays it well, but Michigan still picks up five yards because they're Michigan. Their offensive line gets that much push. 
Is that more frustrating than giving up a couple of big plays to allow some touchdowns? Just the methodical nature of Michigan beating you up and down the field play after play after play? There's no good way of getting Bindi. your ass kicked. There's, there's not. <laughs> there's, I wish there I could say it's, there's a better way, but there's not. Uh, but all I can say is I hope in two to three years, that's what this our football program, that's what Nebraska looks like, because that that's a thing of beauty, how Harbaugh, what they, how they have them operating. It's just they are elite on the offensive and defensive line. I don't, I don't know if McCarthy is – elite by any levels i don't think he is i mean is he an nfl guy maybe i don't know he's not the doesn't have the pro style you know body type but the guy takes care of the football for the most part i know against bowling green he had some sloppiness but when you're that good up front on both sides of the ball it makes the rest of your team that much better and they don't beat themselves they take care of the football they own the time possession when they need to make a play, they can find a guy to make a play. Uh, they're just, it's just, it's awesome. I, 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 I love Jim Harbaugh. I like what he, he's, he's about. Uh, and I just hope that's what we look like in two or three years. I, I really, really, really do. Cause I think that's the best way to build a, a, a football team in today's day and age of football. And it's just, it's not nothing new. You're not recreating the will. It's just like, what has, what, what, what made Nebraska so good for so many years? <laughs> what Michigan is essentially doing, right? Mm -hmm. You're a lead up front. Uh, you have a good quarterback. Uh, you don't beat yourself, take care of the football. You run the football on the time, on the time possession that will win you 10 football games for the rest of rest of time. If you can even operate like that. So yeah, there's no good way to getting punched in the mouth. There's whether it's with the right hand, the left hand, you know, uppercut, whatever it is, there's no good way. You just, you gotta, you just gotta take it. And, you're trying to look for some positives. They can respond and get better from this and realize what happens. You got to, Hey, it's a, it's a humbling situation, even though this is your third loss and they got to find some way somehow to get better from this. Otherwise uh, if they're going to, you know, pout and, and uh, have their, you know, chins down, it can be a, a long big 10 season. Really liked Matt rules press conference today. Cause it was, a challenge to his guys already had him in pads last night, uh, sending a message that way. It's a do or die ball game Friday. That's where you're at in this part of the season. We'll get there in a little bit, but Jay talk to me about what it takes to show up in big games. You played well in big games and he didn't name names, but, but too many guys on what he calls a defensive football team, did not have their best day. Part of that's Michigan for sure, but it's not a. It's as much physical as it was mental. It sounds like where they're afraid to make mistakes. And what's it take to to start showing up if you're some of these guys that can go play on Sunday? First of all, it's just I don't know if it's maturity level or just how you process things. Is it fear? I, see, I like. Fear motivated me, but I always say there's no there's no such thing as a big game. Every game is a big game. You should prepare for every game the same way, no matter what. No matter if you're playing Louisiana Tech, or you're playing for Michigan. Do not put up an opponent on a pedestal. Just prepare like you should every week, and things will take care take care of themselves. You think you have to go out there and do something extraordinary against Michigan or something you know against Illinois or whatever it is? You're, you've already taken yourself out of it. Just continue to do what you've done to what's gotten you there. And yes, if there's things that you need to work on to get better from a technique wise, from alignment thing. You have to be coachable. 
and you have to, yeah, you might have to change some of those things, but thinking you have to just go out and, you know, set the world on fire in a game because you're playing Michigan. It's like, man, that's, that's the wrong mentality. You, you just got to approach it like every other week and then get incrementally better and take the coaching and tweak things here and there and, and change some game plans. But uh, I was, I mean, I, I, every football game I played out, there was so much fear, the fear of failure, but the fear of failure also made me practice the right way. I know what it was like. There's nothing worse getting your ass kicked in a game, whether individually or from a defensive standpoint and having to go back and sit through and watch that film, whether as a team or as a defense or as a position, there's nothing worse. When you don't show up and you have that laser, that red dot point on to you on the screen the whole time asking, what the hell are you doing? Why'd you do this? We talked about this. We ran this play seven times in the week uh, and you did it right. Why are you doing it wrong now? There's that is, there's nothing worse. If you have an ounce of you know respect for yourself you do not want to be that position and i have i was that happened to me early in my career you fear that and the only way to get over that you have to practice and take every rep and do everything as it's a game to make sure that does not happen ever again you have to that walk on tackle that you're going against you have to say you know what this guy is is a first round left tackle next year in the draft you have to get yourself prepared that way you cannot get sucked into the the day in day out grind uh being a, a college athlete you have to get yourself there mentally uh, and the coaches have to help you there too because you can uh you can get low down a little bit and the coaches have to hold you accountable but you have to i, I fear is fear is a good thing fear is a great thing fear is a great uh motivator and i'm sure they got the fear of god probably putting them this week already uh, through that one practice and obviously practicing today to get this thing corrected and, and get it to where it needs to get going. Because I tell you what, Illinois is getting the same butt chewing as well after their performance against Purdue. You know, uh, Bielema is going to get uh, in their grills and get that thing cleaned up too because that was a poor performance for them as well. So it's just, we have two teams coming in this week that who can respond better from a couple butt whoopings, right? Who can, who can, Who's gonna have their, you know, uh, who's feeling sorry for themselves, and who wants to get better? Who wants to go to a bowl game? Who wants to get things, you know, changed, and who wants to start playing better football? So, uh, it's uh, it's it's a very uh, interesting psychological kind of mindset right now with these two football teams. Jay, along those same lines, is is letting a team beat you twice a real thing? That you know, Michigan so physical against Nebraska on Saturday, a black and blue type game that. You're sore all week long. You don't have the right mentality, and you, you let it affect you next week, especially in a short week against Illinois. How real is that? I don't think it's very real. You can you can you can let it affect you, but again, if you you think the right ways and and you go about things the right ways, listen. I always say after the first day of practice in fall camp, you are never 100 percent healthy. So you might as well just you might as well just you got to accept it. Listen, no one cares. Everyone's hurt. Everyone's tired figure a way out to get better and make your teammates better and make this team better. It's pretty simple as that. And if you, if you want to say, Oh, you, you want to start feeling sorry for yourself, then there's this, there's just no room for that. If this level of college football, you got to embrace the suck, you know, you got to embrace that. You got to embrace the challenge. You got to be comfortable with being uncomfortable in situations like this. 
And you gotta, you got you're gonna get challenged. They have been challenged, and you gotta accept the challenge. You gotta be coachable. Uh, there's just no, there's no time to feel sorry for yourself this time of year. If there is, then uh, you know, I, I guess you can go sit in the bench and, and not play anymore if you really want to do it. But if, if you're, you know, this is a great time to turn things around. And, and if you really want, if you're about it, if you're about getting better and playing at the next level and turning things around, I tell you what, it's a fantastic time to do right now with, with this game against Illinois and looking at the next three games after this as well. Not to look too far in the future, but this is a great opportunity for this football team to kind of, you know, resurrect themselves and get things going in the, in the, in the right direction. And now, and now back to Hale Varsity Radio. Jay Moore's with us, Hale Varsity Radio. Blackshirt Huskerade FL or at Jay Moore44 on Twitter's where you follow him, you watch him on Big Red Wrap Up. I like what Rule said Saturday evening about we'll we'll find out about me, we'll find out about this football team with the the response part of it, but I want to go back to the not letting it rip. He talked about that Saturday. He followed up with it today where uh, guys were, were were playing not to make a mistake. And we've all had moments in life where you, you don't want to air quote lose, right? Whether, whether it's work, whether it's uh, personal life, you, you can be timid, but there's a point where you you kind of punch your way out of that you would hope and and to me that that's a, that's a long-term thing with this football program and it's not just a rule he's got to deal with the problem but you've had too many losing seasons where it's it's ingrained and it's one thing to talk about not having a you know that loser mentality but you, you got to see it flip and win on a Saturday and, and they haven't yet they haven't. Uh, winning's a habit. Losing's a habit. Uh, and unfortunately, we've had losing habits. You know, the last since 2016, last time we had a bowl game, right? Uh, and yeah, there's scar tissue. There's, there's not a doubt. You you have to accept that. Like, yeah, these guys have been through it, right? They've been through multiple coordinators. They've been through multiple head coaches. They've been through multiple losing seasons. Uh, there's a there's a time to to you know I think build guys up, and there's a time you got to just call it like it is and i've always i love this the saying it's you know it's this is a time especially after a game like this it's facts over feelings man it's calling a spade a spade it's calling whoever it is and it's 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 time to have those difficult conversations with players and just saying hey what the hell this happened last year you need to watch the film why why how come x player you know during these games you're okay and you played well but how come when Ohio State comes in, Michigan comes in, uh, Penn, whatever it may be, teams that are a little better, uh, you kind of spit the bit a little bit here. What's the deal, right? What, get, you know, you just got to have that conversation. And it's probably more of a position coach individually. You're not doing this in front of a team. You're not, I don't think it's time to individually call out guys. You just need to have a real, you know, personal conversation with guys just to say, what what happened? Why, why is this? Help me. Let me try to help. Let me help you get over this situation because obviously there's a history of this, and obviously there's something that goes on. And I, I get it because I've been in those games too, to where you go. But it's just natural for a human being to go. You know what? Oh crap! Here we go again. This is just like this game. Uh, it just takes you. 
it takes a, a special mind and, and, and a special just kind of a mentality just to keep yourself from going there. And uh, until you actually can do it and get there, it's, it's hard to get it, hard to overcome those, that scar tissue and those negative thoughts. It, it really is. It's, it, it, it is extremely hard. But I think this is where the staff and, and these in the position coaches and coordinators can really help these these kids and these guys just somehow get <laughs> try to break down that scar tissue and just figure out the best way to go. And I think they've kind of they've started to do that. I mean, it's rare that you play a game on Saturday and you know, obviously it's a short week, but you come in the next day in pads. And he's saying, Hey man, there's guess how we're gonna get over this? is not playing physical, not playing smart football uh, when it, when you need to, is we're going to have to do it in practice. Obviously, uh, and that's where it's going to start, is having that mentality, too, is you can talk about it and say all the right things and say you're going to do it in the game, but until you can actually do it physically and consistently in the practice field, it's never going to happen on the game field. I don't care uh, who it is. So I, I think the approach is, is, getting, is, is being taken the correct way. It's just they gotta, they gotta get it going, and just like I said, they gotta. This is a great time of of the season to to fix it and get it corrected, and to hey, and guess what? You just played the best team on the schedule all year, right? No one's you're not playing anyone better than Michigan all year, uh, unless you make a bowl game potentially. Mm. But you you put that performance out there against the best team, and let's let's fix it. Let's let's highlight the areas that need to get fixed and let's honestly let's 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 find out what we did well too there were some Mm -hmm. good things they did uh just not you know at the right times and well enough during the game but let's let's highlight those great things but let's let's get this thing going the right direction because it's like i said it's a great it's a great opportunity here the next you know month to get these get it figured out Jay, personally, you mentioned the fact that if Nebraska makes a bowl game, did your confidence in Nebraska's ability to make a bowl game go down after Saturday, or do you feel like a game against a top-five team, a team that's in year eight of their rebuild under Harbaugh and has been there and done that, do you think you have to set that to the side a little bit and, and judge it differently? Or, or, or does your concern for that, that bowl game go up? Um, I think if they, perform, they don't play well on Friday against Illinois, that concern definitely goes down. Uh Listen, I did not expect them to beat Michigan. I expected them to play tougher and more physical and look like a more capable of a football team. They did not show that. Uh, it damn near looked like a JV team going against a varsity team for part of that game, unfortunately. So that hopefully, that's a little more alarming to me. But again, I think a little bit of it too is listen, Michigan's underperformed this year through the first four games. They kind of slept walk, and they could because they're that good through the first four games. But I think Harbaugh lit a fire underneath and was like, hey, this is a number one rushing offense, number one rushing defense. Let's, and we're going on the road for the first time. Let's go show them who the hell we are. And whatever he did, it, it worked because they, uh, they, they looked the part. They looked the part to be a national champion, you know, in, in that game. So, um, again, they lose to Illinois Friday. Yeah, that's it could be a, a very interesting rest of the year. But they come out and they show improvement. They win. Like I said, the next the, – this the month of October is very doable for this team if they can have the right mindset, get better, uh, stay healthy, take care of the football. Uh, it's they, they have a lot ahead of them to achieve yet. 
Jay Moore is with us, black shirt Husker, NFLer. Big Red Wrap-Ups, where you watch Jake and follow him on Twitter at jmore 44 Bird will see what Friday night brings. Yeehaw, one of those Friday night Big Ten specials. As uh, Nebraska back in Champaign, Illinois has won quite a few in a row. And uh, see if Nebraska gets on that winning track and can play uh, some complimentary football and see if the defense responds the right way with uh, they're a defensive team they got to show that on friday night bud yeah they do it's it's gonna be a great test don't hate that's a short week you know it's easy to it's it's really those short weeks are easy to get over the the losses and in the poor performance and just kind of you want to learn from it but you got to put it behind you and get better and no other time to go on the road doing against illinois jay we'll talk next week bud thanks for a few minutes yep thanks fellas good stuff from jay moore black shirt husker nfler and uh, appreciate him joining us for the Black Shirt Hour, Hour 2. As always, be sure to check out Hale Varsity and uh, get the download ready with Spotify, iTunes, Google Play for the podcast. Subscribe, tell us what you think. Also, the Hale Varsity YouTube channel can watch the show in its entirety there. Hit the rewind on the Hale Varsity YouTube channel and the Hale Varsity Radio Twitter feed at HVarsity Radio. Some more comments we'll get to, and uh, we'll sneak in some more phone calls. 489-1240. And now. And now, back to Hale Varsity Radio. One final time on a Monday, Hale Varsity Radio. We're powered by Herd at Sports, Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal. Tomorrow, Mitch Sherman will join us and our dear friend Jeremiah Searles. Get Searles' take on things. Moving forward, and thanks to all of you for chiming in on the StreamYard comment section. We tried to get to as many as possible. We'll try and squeeze in a couple more. Uh, emails as well. And... Uh, podcast again, Spotify, iTunes, Google Play. You want to get caught up with the Monday edition. John is with us. John, go for it. Thanks for calling. Well, listening to your last segment, you're like Shakespeare talking about what's going on. You put it in the vernacular that people like me and other people can understand. But I've given my tickets away after the second game. And, uh, you know, I've heard the same BS for 20 years. And I'm just, you know, I I don't want to hear it anymore. If they start producing, it's really tough for a guy my age to walk the distance and climb up the steps. But I hope, you know, what's frustrating to me is seeing them not not knowing how to tackle right, jumping off sides. You know, it's just, you know, it's basic football. And I don't see that being taught. And it's, and they had coaches last year and the year before that should have instilled this in them, and they hadn't. And uh, it's not the athlete's problem. It's the athletic director and who they hired uh, as coaches. And now this coach has come and inherited uh, this problem, like you were saying earlier. So I hope things work out, but I'm not going to go until things look a little bit rosier. It's a big, it's a big bar bill uh, for sure. It is an absolute yeah. monster bar bill for Rule and Company, and they're working on it. And I would, res- I, I would respond this way. I would respond this way, John. That 
at some point, guys have played enough football that they shouldn't be jumping offside. So your alternative action is to replace those that keep making mistakes. Or do you live with the mistakes because they're the best you got? And I think there's your your, your catch-22 because uh, they want to win now and they're just not capable in that moment at Michigan. And I think Coach McBride nailed it. They, they looked intimidated by Michigan. And uh, that's just where they're at. See if they can rebound and get uh, things figured out for Illinois. A lot of season left, but it's such a critical ball game Friday night. How do you respond on the road with a uh, another swing at it, so to speak? You had Colorado as an opportunity. You had Minnesota as an opportunity. Michigan's a whole different world. And now here's Illinois. So appreciate you tuning in. Thanks for your phone call, John. Appreciate you as always uh, checking in. And John's John's been going for a lot of years. And he's seen enough when there's a little bit ROI for him. He'll uh, he'll be back in the stands. That's fair enough. And in Michigan, I think as we've kind of laid out on this show, was not a great test in terms of talent. Michigan had the clear talent advantage on you, but what was disappointing was they beat you in some football fundamentals, penalties, uh, physicality, just ha- handling strength, toughness, handling the opportunity. Exactly right. I mean, Michigan's like, okay, these guys are the number one rush defense. Captain Khakis, it's like let's uh, let's go run for two bills. They they ran for two thirty, and meanwhile, you know, just that the the whole flow of the ball game, second and nine, second and nine. Is what it is. All right. Pour a stiff one tonight. We'll get back at it tomorrow at 4 with Hale Varsity and uh, powered by Herd Ad Sports. Thanks for tuning in. A Herd Ad Media Production.